0: Business Class is brought to you by the Tourism Academy, harnessing the power of science, business psychology, and adult education to advance the tourism industry and build sustainable economies. Learn how to engage your community, win over stakeholders, and get more visitors at tourismacademy.org. For more than 20 years, I worked in the business of tourism, promoting destinations, things to do, places to eat, now i've sold my house everything in it and i'm a full-time tourist today's guest ben maddie from fogo de Chow in new york city ben gets to ask me anything <laughs> <laughs> we start with laughter it's steve ekstrom here the uh, class podcast after spending 20 years in the travel business and tourism promotion i am now a full-time tourist I downsized from a 22, 2300 square foot house to an 84 square foot RV, with just the dog and I. Joining me today is a good friend in the travel business, somebody I've known through tourism for a very long time, even though we are both just barely at the cusp of 29. <laughs> and it's my friend and probably yours too, Ben Matty with Fogo to Chow. Ben, welcome to All the right. podcast and ask me
1: anything. Well, thank you. Um, I would love. I, I I have so many questions surrounding what you're doing. Um, oh. As you know, I'm sure. I I'm so excited to know a few things. Where where your uh, ultimate destination is, or if you have any sort of plan to this amazing new adventure, and Definitely. you know, my mom.
0: My mom's question was, what are you going to do when you're done with this? If you're done with this? And the answer is, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Uh, I genuinely don't know. Part of this, it got started because I didn't know where I would want to move once I sold my house. So I figured I'll Mm -hmm. just travel and visit places. And in the back of my mind is a little bit of, hmm, could I live here? Mm -hmm. So that's, uh, that is sort of an undercurrent through all of my travels. So I don't know where I'm going to end up after this, but I know that the That's road- pretty amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it's
1: it's kind of neat. I can see how it could be unsettling for some people. Uh, not me. I am so excited for you. Now, where is all of your, your amazing priceless mementos? Where are you going to put them? And <laughs> in your van.
0: So- um, <laughs> <laughs> the the van holds a wardrobe with about a week or two worth of clothes mm-hmm. and six rubbermaid bins about mm-hmm. well slightly larger than a shoebox you know size sure. you know, i'm talking about mm-hmm. um mementos i have three of those rubbermaid bins that you might use to store christmas ornaments mm-hmm. i have three of those in storage in the spare bedroom closet of my sister's house mm-hmm. and leaned up against them are uh A handful of paintings that I held on to.
1: Mm.
0: So that's where my stuff is.
1: Uh And, you know. We will not reveal the location of your sister's house for safety and security reasons.
0: (laughs) Except to say that it is surrounding me at the very moment. Because I am there, cat sitting, (laughs) house sitting. And my mom just showed up about an hour ago. So I'm going to go spend some time with my mom after this.
1: Very cool. Well, I can obviously tell where you are by the plant behind you. You're in Dubai, correct? Abu Dhabi? (laughs) Yes.
0: Yeah. I was shipped here like Nermal from Garfield. (laughs) Just throw a couple stamps on that one. And and one of those overweight stickers.
1: (laughs) I've got a couple of those, a couple of those. (laughs) Uh, So tell me also, you're going to continue this amazing business that you're completely and totally evolving into so many new branches. So tell me, you know, I've traveled with you before, we've done sales missions together, both with many other companies and with Firestarter Brands, your original company, and now you're evolving into this new amazing, uh, these new amazing adventures. So tell me what the newest thing is. What does the future hold for the Tourism Academy? So I joined the
0: Tourism Academy as chief strategist, almost two years ago now at the start of COVID. And it has grown into an organization mm-hmm. that now serves tens of thousands of people who are eager to learn or advance their businesses uh, and grow their community sustainably. What we do is we work with destinations mm-hmm. and trade associations to provide quality education um, that resonates. Mm-hmm. It has to be transformational, engaging and accessible. and. By doing that, we allow them to develop new membered funnels. We allow them to build their brand advocacy base and their destination marketing organization support base in their hometowns. Mm -hmm. So that's really where our focus is going to be on the next year. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have partnerships in place to support UNESCO World Heritage Sites Mm -hmm. and tourism development around those in some of the poorest countries in the world. So we're presenting our instructors uh, to these students to teach them how to interact with people from all around the world and also to learn skills. Uh, so the first time a visitor from Switzerland shows up, it's not their first time hearing the accent or the first time a visitor from China shows up. You know, They've had an interaction with uh, Chinese professors and instructors through us before. Uh, so that's, that's really where we're going. It's more and more of the association work and the destination support.
1: Very cool. And they can learn those small cultural pieces that really make someone feel at home, which I think is so key if you're dealing with international markets. And a lot of people aren't privy to that.
0: So I gotta ask you, what is your favorite little Uh, international trick to make people feel comfortable? Oh my gosh, my favorite trick. I well not trick, but you know the things that we do to make internationals for visitors. So our visitors feel welcome. So the two-handed business card exchange.
1: Passing your business card with two hands is a great universal way to show respect. Um, I always make eye contact and make sure that they understand that I'm listening to them and try and make their experience. I think that's why we're in this business. We know it's not for the money is to really not only for me, the biggest thing is to see something through someone else's eyes. I had the unique um, opportunity to have. My little brother and his family were here over the holidays, and to see things, he said, don't you ever get sick of going to the Statue of Liberty or going into the One World Trade Center or seeing these monuments? And I said, no, because every time I go, I'm seeing it through another person's eyes. So I'm kind of experiencing it in a new way. And I think that that's important for domestic and international markets is, you know, it keeps everything fresh for you and keeps it exciting. So I'd say um, just being authentic and being open to people's reactions is probably what I find the most valuable about being with international clients and guests.
0: So you and I have in common that we didn't grow up in New York City, even though I spent almost 15 years there and you're still there. Yeah. Um, One of the things I always would point out is whenever I saw the Statue of Liberty, Mm -hmm. I would have a flashback to being a child and seeing it on Sesame Street or reading Rainbow or one of those things every single time. And it didn't matter if I saw it every morning when I looked out my window or when I was in a different part of town and it was a special event or private event that I was going to there, Mm -hmm. is that it still had that freshness and and vibrancy.
1: Yep. And I agree. I think that, I mean, they've done, they've just opened a new, that new amazing museum on Liberty Island Mm -hmm. with the original flame displayed in glass. I mean, it's just so powerful just to see where we were and where we've come. And, you know, of course, New York is a unique destination in that there's always something new. There's always something new coming, but there's amazing history here as well. I mean, we share that with several destinations all over the world, but. In the U.S., I think New York is the most unique.
0: It is, and, and you know, Keith Snowden and I were talking not long ago on an Ask Me Anything, and he pointed out New York teaches teaches you tolerance. Yeah, and yeah. whether that's you know just dealing with a person on the subway or showtime, 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 or the smell in the hallway. Or, yeah, you know,
1: whatever or it is. Smell. Say that again. <laughs> right. the smell in the summer on the street Ooh, on trash day yes yes
0: humid trash day in chinatown is something something you'll never experience
1: well you and i have
0: we have (laughs) (laughs) reminds me of some four life choices you know there's a 24-hour chinese restaurant Mm -hmm. do you know which one i'm talking about in the basement which one and
1: canal or on mott street
0: uh, it's off canal, it's Wo Hop.
1: Oh, okay. I've walked by it, I've never been there.
0: It's the kind of place that you would go to at two o'clock in the morning for Chinese food. Mm-hmm.
1: Excellent, I love those. Yeah. Things are, that's, that's one unique thing in this new normal that we have is a lot of the 24 hour diners and things such as that are going by the wayside and closing early, so. Not a lot of all-night things. um, Bars aren't staying open as late, things like that. So it'll be interesting to see what the future holds for 2022.
0: If that had happened about 10 years ago, I probably would have kept myself out of a lot of trouble.
1: Mm, Same. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely would have gotten a lot more sleep.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You'll sleep when you're dead.
1: Yes, exactly. I say that all the time.
0: You know, it's funny. We just before we started recording, I mentioned you know you and me in a midnight one o'clock in the morning stop for ribs or chicken or something, and uh,
1: for a lot of those, (laughs) I love late stops.
0: A lot of those. Mm -hmm. Um, What role do you think food plays in? The visitor experience and i say that because you're also working in the food and bev industry and, and
1: i am i've been back in food and beverage for the first time in gosh it's been about six years six or seven years since i was in food and beverage so it's coming back to it is really unique and especially going from a concept like dave and buster's where i was for 11 years to Fogo de Show, which is such a completely different, um, they're both kind of an experience, Mm -hmm. if you will. Dave & Buster's being an interactive gaming experience, food and drink, and Fogo being such an amazing cultural experience. It really is like entertainment and a show and culture wrapped all into a meal. So- um, Meat Sweats. Yes. Yeah, it's real. The struggle is real, Steve. (laughs) Um, But I mean, you've got, what I love about Fogo is, A, you don't have to pick a menu. You've got over 16 different cuts of meat, two cuts of fish, a vegan cauliflower steak. You've got a market table with over 70 vegetables, fresh fruits, cheeses, cured meats. You've got rice and beans, traditional feijoada. You've got caramelized bananas, garlic mashed potatoes, polenta fries. And the amazing Pau de Queijo, which I learned when I started working there, was gluten-free, which just means that I eat twice as much, ironically enough. Um, But it's just an amazing show. And you learn so much about the culture of Southern Brazil. A lot of the gauchos and managers actually come from Brazil and love to share pieces about their culture, love to teach people at a table Portuguese, love to educate them about why the food is served this way. So, I mean, I think anyone has an awesome experience, whether they're a small child or, you know, going on 100. Well,
0: you know, one of the things that comes to my mind is that in almost every city that you and I have visited, Mm -hmm. we have managed to find some of the best restaurants and have ordered a lot of food.
1: Yes. Yes. Well, that's, I thought that was kind of ironic. And a lot of people have said that to me, it's kind of ironic that you end, that you're working in a concept where all of the food comes to you because anywhere you went, you ordered everything on the menu. (laughs) 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 So happy to be in this new, amazing, well, it's not new. It's been in the United States since 1994, but, and uh, it's very exciting growth. I mean, They've opened seven locations in the past year and looks like a lot of growth in the next coming years. So they're going to open in Queens and Brooklyn, just open in White Plains, a second location on Long Island. So a lot of strong growth, even in the New York City area, but also yeah. across the country. So exciting stuff. Well,
0: that is exciting. And you know, when I, when you and I have done in the past and you, you definitely order everything on the menu. <laughs> uh, and. I find myself now that I'm traveling full time, mm-hmm. when I'm in a city, I'm usually only going to be able to eat at the restaurant once. Right. So, you know, if I look at the menu, I'm going to order something that I'm familiar with, mm-hmm. something that's reliable. Sure. So I don't even bother to open the menu and I just tell the server to bring me whatever's best, oh. or whatever they're in the mood for for lunch.
1: Right. And- I always used to do that when I would travel too, um, just... Uh, You know, I would ask the server, what do you recommend? Mm -hmm. And just go with that. It's a really fun way to experience a new destination, I think. And you also learn a lot about the person that's serving you. And they always have fun with it. Sometimes they're playing that food bingo and you end up with something really crazy. Um, But I've usually had 99.9% of the time I've had a really awesome, amazing experience. And it would have been something that I never would have ordered were you with me for the Fruity
0: Pebble barbecued chicken sandwich with the yellow mustard barbecue sauce? No, but I would totally eat that sandwich. No, you shouldn't. Really? <laughs> was the one time that went <laughs> so wrong. Oh. I thought it would be kind of interesting,
1: but it was, no. My, my... I, I just had Fruity, Fruity Pebble white frozen hot chocolate at Serendipity, because I had a friend oh. in town Texas. And it was delicious. That sounds good.
0: I saw a Fruity Pebble donut.
1: Mm. Well, have you been, did you go to, ever go to Sugar Freak? No. A, they have a chicken sandwich that they serve on beignets, like chicken sliders, mm-hmm. that's delicious. So I, I'm, I have more of a sweet tooth than you do, I think sometimes. So I might have a better chance with a Fruity Pebble fried, fried chicken sandwich.
0: You, you know what, somebody has to have a chance with that because <laughs> you've been on the menu at that restaurant for a while.
1: So well, I, that I now I'm inspired to meet up with you to go out to eat in some of these destinations. So we're going to have to keep in touch.
0: Well, you saw I published a list of places that I'm going to be going for the next five months or so. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a map that lays out probably the next year of road okay. travel before I end up hopping on planes and boats mm-hmm. and doing the island hopping in South America and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. Did any destinations on my list really jump out at you or stand out? I know I've got Walla Walla, Washington. We've got uh, <laughs> Where am I going next? Mobile, Alabama. Mm-hmm. New Orleans, Lafayette, Louisiana. I'm going to spend some time in Houston. Oh,
1: Lafayette. You used to run? You, you worked with Lafayette. Yeah, I've, I've done, done a inspired lot. You me Lafayette. to want to go there. I'll meet you in Lafayette. Absolutely. All right. I'll send you the dates. Okay.
0: I expect to want- go to You know, I have
1: all points and I'm not scared to use them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think a nice thing too, about
0: the way that I'm traveling is that yes, I'm recording episodes for the podcast. So there's obviously, um, an element of being able to share these experiences and share these destinations with more people. Um, but over the last 20 years, I've met so many people that work in travel and tourism who have been saying, come and visit. Mm -hmm. And I haven't in Lafayette's a great example. You know, I've probably done work with them for 11 of the past 12 years. Yeah. And I'm finally going to visit. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a woman who owned a fairly large student travel company out of Texas, who's been saying, come and visit me. for 15 years 20 years yeah i'm finally going to go we actually confirmed i'm going to be parked in her
1: driveway (laughs) (laughs) i love that yeah Yeah, i i absolutely love and it's so exciting to see all of the people that you interact with on the road Mm -hmm. in their or you know in their home destination and get to experience that with them i think that not only does that just enhance your relationship a hundredfold, mm-hmm. but it really it opens your eyes to see how once you're conditioned. Like I was used to say, living in New York, the best way to make me appreciate living in New York was to travel other places, because okay. the thing I when I would get frustrated with, you know, whatever the thing was in the city that was frustrating me. I would go somewhere else. I would come back and I would say, oh, I can order food at two in the morning here. I can't do that in this other place. Or if I want to get Chinese and Indian and Korean barbecue in the same hour, I can do it on one block. And other people have to drive miles and miles or don't have those options. So travel really, what's the Mark Twain quote that travel is... um, Game, travel is right? a deterrent to racism, bigotry, because you get to actually interact with people and learn about who they are and their culture. What's
0: something that you've learned or or what's a universal trait that you've mm-hmm. learned about people through your own travels? Um, like what do all people have in common?
1: Um, I would say That everyone has in common that they have fears, they have goals, they have things that they love, they have favorite things, they have things they dislike, and I think through interacting with other people, you can learn that you may like other things, and by sharing the things that you like and your own fears and talents, really, you can help elevate someone else's life and change their life. So, I think that's what I've learned growing up in a small town, living in three major cities, you know, that were completely different Chicago, Boston, and New York, yep. completely different destinations. But those were, those would, I would say, the constant things that everyone everywhere has. And it's important to, to be open to that and don't make gross overanalyzations or judge people on a first impression. Make sure you give them a chance to get to know them.
0: I think, you know, one of the things I love most about travel or have loved most about working in tourism and interacting with tourists and travelers mm-hmm. is that aha moment.
1: hmm I love it.
0: Yeah. It's when my, somebody uh, realizes that a place that has nothing, that is so drastically different from their own t- hometown, mm-hmm. but when they find it relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, that moment is is just so awesome if you can witness it.
1: Me too, that's why I'm in this business is is changing people's lives. I mean, literally you do. Things that creating memories that they're never gonna forget, these experiences will literally change that person's life. Somebody from the middle of nowhere that doesn't have the opportunity to interact with someone from Brazil is gonna get to do that at Fogo when they might not at home. Somebody that walks into the AMC Empire 25 on 42nd Street is going to see a theater entrance like no other because it's the old Liberty Theater entrance in a landmark building. So little things, little surprises that pop up or little things that people notice. I love that. I like taking people into the grocery stores. hmm <laughs> Well, there's a lot less gas stations and a lot more luxury buildings since you left. <laughs> Isn't there only one gas station left now? I'm in no. Um, there's one uh, There's one down in Chelsea, I know that. But the, all the ones up here are gone. Yeah, I remember... The Hess station that was over by your other apartment? That's, a, that's an apartment. That's an apartment. That's Oscar, and I, that's my Target. I, I'm just ah. down the street now. I'm like four doors down from a Target. That's Never, I know. I call it the $100 store. I'm in there every day. I just dropped off holiday presents for the staff there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right now. If Target talks to me. Me you, too. You walk into Target and you don't know what you're going to get, or you're there for a certain item, and all of a sudden, One item. it's a basket <laughs> full of stuff yep. every time. Yep. My like
1: plan. I literally have 100 Target bags right now in my apartment. i was there like i said and they're every almost every day because it it is so close so
0: one of the things that we have in common is how much travel we do for work and uh, over the last year and a half my work has changed drastically and i don't have to travel anymore for Mm -hmm. work um now i get to travel for fun Mm -hmm. and I've made it my
1: full time, gang. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's always, I'm super jealous. That's always been a goal of mine. Is, really? It's in my life. If I ever have time, I don't have money. And if I have money, I don't have time. Like in my last role, um, I would have seven packed suitcases in my bedroom that were pre-packed and ready to go And I would be home less than 24 hours and go back to the airport. I'm sure that all the Delta Get desk agents at Kennedy think I'm dead. (laughs) Because I would see them so often, I would bring them treats every time I would go to the airport. And the only way that people would know I'd been in my office, I had a huge punch bowl full of candy, is if there was different types of candy. No matter where I went domestically or internationally, I would bring back a bunch of candy. Office, so.
0: so you'd bring back treats for the office, but you say you also had treats for
1: the the folks at the airport? I don't get on a plane. Still to this day, I used, I was a flight attendant on 9-11. So I don't, I mean, I don't get on a plane without taking treats to the flight crew. And those little things that you do really can change a person's complete attitude and make their day. And I promise you a smile goes a long way, but chocolate goes even further. As you. <laughs> <laughs> and Jack Daniels
0: will take you to places you've never been that's true (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) so do you still love
1: work travel or is it it was it was something that I really really loved because it was easy and I I found myself I was flipping channels because it seems, do you remember when we only had three channels and now I have 10,000 and there's nothing to watch? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was flipping channels and, you know, 29 years ago when we were born, um, (laughs) I was watching the, the movie Up in the Air, which I hadn't seen in a really long time. And I forget how methodical travel had become for me. So it was already like everything was so methodical which security line to go in or what to pack for what destination and I was always prepared and I was really good at it and the trips that I'd taken recently that were not work trips I was totally not prepared like I it was like I was traveling for the first time like I almost missed a flight and then I had to call and switch airports because the traffic was so bad because I left too late and Things that I would never have done before. Isn't um, it funny, you know, we I think there
0: was a year when I had I think 150 nights in hotels. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was a lot. Mm-hmm. And it was the same thing, like you said, you had a bag packed, you turn around, you know, you go to the airport, you do the whole thing, you run through it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then I saw a meme online that says, in every relationship, there's somebody who has their bag packed two weeks before. Has an itinerary yep. printed out. And then there's the other one that says, where are we going? Mm-hmm. And yep. That's my dog asking me where we're going. Come here. <laughs> Come, here. Come, on. Come on up. He I said hi. Hi. Oh, jeez. <laughs> he really says hi. Oh. oh. So, um, <laughs> so you know, there's the other one who says, where are we going? And I find that yep. I'm more of a... Where the hell am I going? And had oh. it not been for giving the car service the airport when I made the yep. reservation, yep. I would have ended up at the wrong airport countless times.
1: Oh, yeah. That happened to me too. That only happened when other people booked my tickets. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, when you're in the city, you know which airport's going to be easiest to get to at what time of day. Right. Like JFK is or- not so bad Saturday morning at 6 a.m.
1: Right. Or which car service is going to give you the most rewards points when you're using your, you know, as Mm -hmm. I've found, because I've used my points last, last year, I didn't have any money to buy a holiday gift for my boyfriend. But I said, look, I've got a million and a half Marriott points and 365,000 miles. Do you want to go to Hawaii for a week? There you go. So we flew first class to Hawaii and stayed in Hawaii for 14 days. And had an amazing experience, but I never would have been able to do that without that business travel. I mean, those are the benefits of missing the time at home, you know, being on the road. But I'm so passionate about that because it really, that's what drives me really. That fire inside is to interact with the same people that we've known for over a decade or new people starting out in the industry to really help them develop and hone the skills that they have never, never been exposed to, that, you know, this is their first time, what do I do? I love to, you know, take people under my wing and introduce them around and, and help them develop their own career in their own way.
0: be a tourism mom, as John Bridge said. What? To be a tourism mom. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to pause for just one second here.
1: So what is the destination you're most excited about experiencing for the first time?
0: Um, There are two, I'll say groups of destinations that I'm really excited to do because I Mm -hmm. haven't traveled to these places like this before. Um, Mm -hmm. One of the National Parks of the West. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we've been fortunate enough that at trade shows, we sometimes get to go into national parks or get to experience some of these beautiful, majestic scenes, um, mm-hmm. but I've never been able to actually go and explore and, and see it on my terms without it being a guided experience. Right. So that's one. The second mm-hmm. one is, knock on wood, I can pull it off, but I, I'm hoping to spend about six weeks in Mexico mm-hmm. and visiting Smaller towns and smaller cities um, Mm -hmm. that, you know, I hadn't been able to go to except for vacation or on a cruise Mm -hmm. or whatever else. So along the way between, you know, Puerto Vallarta and Mexico City, there's Mm -hmm. a place on a lake, which a few friends have told me about. I'm going to check it out. Why not? Yeah. So it's it's in some ways it's experiencing the same city, some of the same destinations I've been in, but mm-hmm. in a very different way.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I love that. Um, that's something that I have always tried to do, is I always tried to tack on one day to kind of like you said, do it on my own terms. Um, I did Mexico City in one day by myself. <laughs> I went to Casa Azul, I rode one of those huge boats by myself, a boat for 13, riding around. I mean, it was just crazy, but it was an amazing experience. I went out at night when no one else would go with me and took pictures of painted skulls by different artists along the main avenue in front of my hotel, um, which was across the St. Regis. I highly recommend it. 24-hour butler service, and yes, I set an alarm for 3 a.m. and got hot chocolate and cookies just to see if it was true. (laughs) So amazing. But um, no, I agree with you. I think that that's the greatest way to do it. And like you said, we've been fortunate enough to see destinations I never would have selected if given the option. But even when I'd been on vacation in Cancun, going to Tulum took a huge chunk out of our trip. Would I ever not do that experience? No. Would I not go to Isla de las Mujeres? No, I would totally do it. But again, it takes you away from, you know, that short period of time that you have, but now you're creating that time, which I think is really admirable.
0: And the Tulum Mary is on my schedule too. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's being able to go there and not have to rush on and off of the tour. Right. Right, um, but to actually be able to experience it, and more importantly, the area surrounding it and the community surrounding it. Right. So
1: yeah, yeah it was lucky enough. Um, I just went completely randomly. I got tickets to John Cameron Mitchell did um, a concert at Town Hall last night, talking oh. about the the origin of the origin of love and Hedwig. So it was really an interesting, and they did. It was a benefit for a soup kitchen in Mexico City. For LGBTQIA um, youth, it was kind of their first safe space. And he said, growing up in New York, when I was young, there was no place to go. And that was a safe space. And so that's what inspired me to choose this organization, which he could have chosen anything, anywhere in the world, and he chose a soup kitchen in Mexico City, which I thought was amazing.
0: Great, you know, I think one of the things too I've noticed about people, it's universal. Mm-hmm. People, generally speaking, want to do good. Mm-hmm. They just need to be nudged
1: or shown how. Mm-hmm. I agree, I absolutely agree. And I learned that being on the side of youth foundation board, like it, it is really a life-changing experience to see, to be a part of the group that determines who gets funds raised and who doesn't. And in a lot of cases, we just raised more money. (laughs) (laughs) We wanted to give everyone the money. So So we would have to read applications of students in middle school, sometimes groups from elementary and high school, some from college that were so passionate about a new experience or a new language or a new culture. And to be that excited that that age is really, it just touches something in me, you know, so.
0: It's that bewilderment, you know, that amazement time yeah. you see the Statue of Liberty or Ellis Island or, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so I have got about a year's worth of travel ahead of me in the RV and then, you know, island hopping and then jet setting um what's something you would wish for me or some advice that you would have for me as Mm -hmm. i go about my travels
1: some advice that i would have for you i just thought
0: of all the places that could go
1: yeah um and you know what i would say you know all those things and i'll call you later and tell you them correct Um, I think that the best advice I I could give you is to share this adventure with all of us because we're gonna be right there by your side. And I am so excited for you because I think that this is the most amazing thing. And I think that by sharing it, you're gonna get that same reaction and bewilderment from us that you would showing something new to a new person visiting a destination. Doing what you do best, as I've seen you do with so many different brands and, and different attractions, different restaurants before. I appreciate that. Is there anything else you want to ask? Oh my gosh, there's so many questions. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, is there any place that you are a little apprehensive about visiting?
0: Um,
1: um,
0: there are places that are on the map that I wouldn't traditionally think of as places that I would go to visit. Mm -hmm. Um, Mostly because of a perceived culture clash. Right. Right. And it's then that I remind myself that it's on the map because I already have friends there. Yeah. Because there are people there who already know me and care about me or vice versa or, um, who want to show me it's not like that. Right. And I am reminded to be open to that and open yep. to the adventure, you know, and in a lot yep. of these destinations, I think there's a there's a fun challenge brewing from one destination to the next about who can stump Steve
1: or <laughs> come up with the most <laughs> bizarre, unusual thing for me to do. Um, Are you going to keep a tally of how many people you make blush in each destination to see who wins?
0: I lost count already.
1: <laughs> I mean,
0: yeah, I lost count. You see, um, on the Ask Me Anything that was posted just after Christmas, um, um, I, told, I told Keith a story about a woman on a cruise.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So um, I'm sure
1: there'll be many, many more moments like that. I can't wait. It's like John Waters directing We're Here on HBO. I haven't seen it. <laughs> You haven't? Oh my gosh. They're already in the second season. Uh-oh. Writing it that down. Might, that might be inspiring for you to watch on HBO if you haven't.
0: I have it. I'll check it out.
1: Yeah. That's Anything else? Um, I bon voyage. I'm so excited and keep me in the loop. Send me those dates because you never know when you might have a little guest star on your trip.
0: Fantastic. And any of my friends that are watching the reason I posted the schedule. Is so, if there's some place on the map that you'd like to visit, join me there. Um, you know, the more the merrier. And, and I think it's a great way to experience it as friends, with friends, and making friends. So, by all means, please do let me know.
1: All right. Wow, your big long waiting list for each destination.
0: Oh, <laughs> and then there are the friends. <laughs>
1: I want to get you up to northern Michigan so you can see where I grew up. I've been warned about big
0: mosquitoes though. Mm. Only in the summer. Oh, okay. I'm not going to go in the snow. I'm avoiding (laughs) it. All. Oh, okay. All right. Well, thank you, Benjamin, for joining me. Uh, Folks want to connect with you
1: or stay in touch with you. How would they do it? Um, You can absolutely email me at b maddie at fogo.com or you can call my cell phone 646-345-3873 places i've seen that number listed (laughs) (laughs) the places i've written that number i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) that's why you always carry
0: a sharpie for autographs and writing your phone number all right my friend thank you so much enjoy your day
1: thank you you too cheers